This is the organic stream. Welcome. If you look at the history of civilization, there is a direct relationship between the decline of soil quality and the decline of those civilizations. All these things came from the earth. They need to go back to the earth. We're not just keeping this stuff out of the landfill and making a product. And that's the attitude you have to take. Every single day, somebody knocks on your door and says, Can I have your way to do If you collect waste alone, then you will have Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Organic Stream on CompostStory.org. I'm your host, Aline Murphy, and today we're starting a three part series focusing on the current drought being experienced in California, USA and the ways in which compost plays a role in tackling it. As I'm sure you're aware, California is experiencing a major drought at the moment, which is poised to be one of the worst in recent years, and we've decided to spend some time on this topic in order to offer valuable advice that can be applied not only in California, but in many dry regions around the world. In this week's drought special, we're in San Francisco, and we'll be focusing on how cities can prepare for drought through public outreach, awareness building, and campaigning for a better understanding about compost and its ability to retain water. We would like to thank Recology for making this first episode possible and letting us feature their case study. Recology is an employee-owned company operating in California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington coordinating dozens of recycling programs to recover a variety of materials. In San Francisco, they are part of the program Zero Waste by 2020 and are very involved with compost production and distribution. So our guest this week is Robert Reed, who will be talking to us about the strategies involved in crafting successful and engaging campaigns, and who will be giving us some examples of what Recology is doing to help the drought. So without further ado, here's our interview with Robert Reed. So Robert, I know there's a lot of talk about California right now, which is experiencing one of the worst droughts on record at the moment. The governor declared it a state of emergency and has signed a $687 million drought relief package into law. Uh, Farms are suffering and people are being urged to reduce their water usage by up to 20%. So it's going to be a tough summer and people are doing all they can at the moment to help save water. Uh, So what are you doing over at Recology to help the effort? Well, we're trying to help people understand and and know that compost saves water and that by participating in our curbside compost collection program, people can help uh, California save water. Compost by weight is 50% humus and humus is a natural sponge. And farmers understand this and they've purchased a whole lot of compost from us in the last six months to put it on their farms in an effort to retain more rainwater. And at Recology, we're trying to help people understand uh, the ability of compost to help capture and retain water. In the city, the traditional reasons to participate in the curbside compost collection program are to keep materials out of landfills and to return nutrients to farms. And almost everybody understands the first one. Everybody gets that composting is a good thing to keep material out of landfills and to have less landfilling going on. I would estimate about half the people in San Francisco are connected and understand the second motivation, which is to return nutrients to farms. 
And, and now we're, we're trying to emphasize a third reason to compost all of their food scraps, all of their plant cuttings. And this third reason is to help save water and to help California, the state that we love, do better uh, in terms of mitigating the drought. Yeah, excellent. And I presume getting people to understand that last one is a little bit more difficult then? Well, it's a, and for people in the city, it's a new uh, idea. And so and when you have a new idea, you need to get it out there a lot. You know, you need to get it on the Internet. You need to write about it. You need to do uh, TV reports about it. You need to put it in your, your newsletter on your website. Uh, it, it just helps if people hear it multiple times from different sources. Uh, we've worked a lot with some agronomists to help get the wording right, get the research correct, so that we can frame the message correctly and accurately, and then help uh, communicate this about how compost helps save water. And we've written an article, um, we're going to publish it as a lead story in our customer newsletter uh, next week. We also shot a photograph that shows some hands holding uh, a little young plant, green with uh, water on its leaves. And of course, the compost in the picture is very wet and very heavy with water. So we have an iconic image that helps people, they can look at it and they can immediately understand this point that compost and the humus in compost is, is a natural sponge. Pictures are very powerful, and so this image is important, and we want to present this image in as many places as possible and the message. Mm -hmm, right. And as part of your outreach campaign, too, you host the annual compost giveaway every year um, in various locations around the city for people to just come and collect compost. Is that right? Yes, and it's absolutely a joyous community event. And we, it's a bring-your-own-bucket event. So people will bring two five-gallon buckets and we'll fill them with compost that they help make. And uh, they, they take it home and put it on their gardens and on, a, on their outdoor plants. Um, and, you know, this is the kind of thing that you can do when your city has a compost collection program. It, you know, not, you not only can you keep materials out of landfills, not only can you send nutrients back to farms, not only can you help the region and the state that you live in save water, but yet you can also help create a compost that then comes back to your city that residents can get through a compost giveaway that they can use in their own gardens and that can come back to community gardens in your community and can come back to uh, urban farms in your community. Yeah, exactly. And, but now I'd like to get down to business and talk a little bit more about campaign strategies. Uh, can you tell me what you think makes for a successful awareness campaign and public outreach strategy? Well, I, 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 you, you have to go straight to it and say, you know, compost to help save water. And people kind of uh, subliminally understand these things. It's a very old uh, understanding for people. All of us have gotten our fingers into the soft soil in a garden at some point in our life. And so when we present a picture that shows compost that's heavy with water and it's very dark, it rekindles this subliminal memory in people. And so it's, it's our feeling that people need to see this picture, hear this message, they need to see it in print. They need to see it online. One of the points here is that the outreach and education around composting and recycling is competing 
with a lot of other information that's in your community, that's on the news. Uh, there, there's just all kinds of information out there that's competing for people's attention. And so composting has to be part of that discussion. Composting has to be part of the game. So how do you make all this, this good information, this positive information about composting, how do you, how do you get in the game? Mm-hmm. Right. And you, one of the things is what you mentioned is that the, the leaders in the community need to be talking about it and concerned about it. And they need to attend the compost giveaway. They need to talk to the media about it. They need to hold a news conference about it periodically or pen an article or an op-ed that gets published in the, the city's uh, newspaper. Uh, you, so you need, to, you, do, you need to do creative things. One of the things we just did at Recology is we came up with a playful recycling quiz uh, and we posted it on our website. Yeah, I saw that actually. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, well, okay, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we it's a multiple, it's a series of nine multiple choice questions. What goes in the blue bin? What goes in the green bin? And, of course, the first answer is uh, something uh, completely ridiculous. And then the, then the second uh, option is something um, frustrating or annoying. And then, of course, the third answer is the correct answer. And, and it's something that you, you might not have known that you could uh, compost, like soil paper. Yeah, and I particularly like how actually how you explained in your newsletter about the soil paper, that it's great for compost. And you call the short paper fibres that organisms love to consume, you call them carbon candy. I think that's a great way of framing it. Yeah, and that those are the kinds of stories that we need to tell, and we need to particularly tell them to younger people. The Union of Concerned Scientists did an analysis. They, they, they looked at all the different ways to message about recycling and about composting. Should the outreach dollars be spent on radio ads or TV ads or bu- bus shelters? You know, and, and they, they, they measured for the first time in the history of America, really, they did a very complete measurement of what is the most effective way to communicate about recycling and composting. And the answer, what they discovered, was that the best thing to do was to communicate to students and to younger people. They reported that we all know that kids learn to recycle at school and then go home and teach their parents. What this research proved is that that parents are actually listening to the kids. So when the child goes home and says, mom, we compost at school, dad, we compost at school, why don't we compost here in our kitchen at home? Then the parents are listening and the family will then get a kitchen compost pail and and start composting more of their food scraps and their their plants at home to increase their participation in the composting program. Uh, That's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. So we are trying to tell the story of carbon candy to kids. Um, uh, we are making uh, presentations every week to students in classrooms in San Francisco. One of the reasons you know, we did the uh, playful recycle compost quiz is to do something entertaining and we're going to let all the schools know about it. And that's what we're doing in California. The farmers are joining us. The farmers have come to San Francisco and held news conferences and asked people to be more attentive to put all of their food scraps and plant cuttings and soil paper in the green bins so that we as a community can make more compost and we can get it onto farms and add life to the soils, return life to the soils to help protect our topsoils. This is very interesting. Farmers coming into the city, holding news conferences, uh, asking people in the city 
to do right by the environment, to compost more of their food scraps. Very good. And for the last question now, I'd just like to get your thoughts on the drought and how it's looking for the future of California. Well, um, there's uh, many articles that are uh, suggesting that California will not have as much rainfall in the future as it has uh, historically. So uh, we have a history of dealing with dry periods. We're going to have to remember what has worked for us historically. And if you want to know the answers to environmental questions, what, what should we do to help protect the environment? What can we do to do more recycling, more composting? Often the answers are in, 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 in history. Look back. What, what did your grandparents do? What did your great-grandparents do? They composted, okay? They had an area where they, they would put their food scraps. They made compost. And we need to remember that as a community. And we need to do more of that. And we're going to need to do more of that in the future. Wise words. But unfortunately, that's all we have time for now today, Robert. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. All right. Best of luck now. That was Robert Reed for the Organic Stream on CompostStory.org. I hope you enjoyed this episode number one of the Drought Special. If you have any comments or questions, go to our website, CompostStory.org, or send us a tweet. Our Twitter handle is CompostStory.org. That's all we have time for this week. Tune in next week for part two of the Drought Special. Ooh.